right, here we go, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Mets Juice Podcast. Um, possibly, excuse my voice crack, possibly the last time this season um, because the Mets are not making the playoffs. So let's just put an asterisk around this and say one last time, let's put a, we're going to put a bow on the Mets season with the season recap. But one last time, live, for a few innings, you will get to hear the Ben Taylor play-by-play um, brought to you by the Taylor Discounts Distribution Center, formerly known as the Phone Kings. They have a great new ad, ad out uh, how supporting the some charity, and I cannot remember the charity. And um, at this point, as Jake gets set to take the mound, the Mets season's over. Um, thank God that it ended, it ended last night. Steve Cohen's bought the team, and as you get to st- as you get set to hear my play-by-play, you know it, at this point this the, the the next eleven days is the Jeff Wilpon slash Fred Wilpon farewell tour, and uh, it's fitting that they're going out this way. I don't see a winning streak in this team. This team is dead, and um, it's it's terrible terrible. I think the manager's done. I think Brody's gone too. And it sucks, and um, y- you know y- it's nothing that you can be proud of. And I and I have a lot of bones to pick with Mr. Rojas. I have a lot of bones to pick with Mr. Van Wagenen. I think personally, if I could have done a better job managing the team, and I'm coaching at a college level, and I know everyone's saying it's arrogant and everything, but le- let's be honest, the the decisions that are being made are terrible. I mean. I'm not even co- I'm not even Monday morning quarterbacking here at this point. If you are a coach at any level, the decisions he's making you should scratch your head. He's leaving Porcella in to pitch long when he shouldn't be in the game. He's not obviously the team doesn't know baseball. They have no fundamentals with bunts, running the bases. They have made the most outs on the bases this year. Defensively they're terrible. You trade for Todd Frazier, a defensive third baseman, who would have made that play last night before the two-run homer, and he's not in the game in this crucial series. You could DH J.D. Davis. Pete Alonso should not be playing. Wilson Ramos should not be playing, and it's terrible. It's a freaking disgrace. I don't understand why, why this guy has the job. He shouldn't have the job. He was not ready for the job, and that's what I have to say about that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to watch the best pitcher of the modern era, Mr. Jacob DeGrom, and here we go. Um, uh, you know, the Mets could take two out of three, but I, I have no faith. I'm, I'm reading a question I got on Twitter. Let's read some questions brought to you by myself. No sponsor for the questions. Anchor. If the Mets take two out of three, hypothetically, at 127.94. Weird Twitter name. If the Mets, for some reason, take two out of three, take two out of three from Atlanta, do you see them making the playoffs? The answer is no. They have the hardest schedule down the stretch. And that ball's hit up the middle, base hit. DeGrom couldn't make the play, and then you have old Robinson Cano, who doesn't have the range he used to have. The ball was scut up, scared up the middle, and uh, the Phillies, on the first pitch of the inning, have a runner on base. I could totally see DeGrom tonight, you know, he's going for his third Cy Young. Why, why not let him go all nine innings? 
But to answer that question on Twitter, I do not see the Mets making a run. Here's Bryce Harper, who's DHing tonight, and he has good numbers against DeGrom. He, you know, he has that two home runs, and, um, you know, he is, he's, he's waiting for a breakout. DeGrom gets set, gets the sign from the slow-footed Ramos, who has the most double plays. Here's the pitch. Swinging a fastball at 99 miles an hour. Nothing in one. That is a beautiful pitch. By the way, Steve Cohen's bought the team. That's great. That, that, the Mets are going to be competitive again. And, you know, I hear from this guy, Andy Martino, who I dislike. Uh, he's not a very good reporter, very bad reporter. And he says, you know, Steve Cohen won't spend money. He'll spend more than the Wilpons. Frazier on the, where the second baseman should be playing. Fastball, 99 miles an hour. One and one. Upstairs, Ramos almost fell over. <laughs> Just a joke. Ramos, Ramos was caught off guard. There's that open side on the infield that Bryce Harper could take advantage of. If you're a hitting coach, how do you not preach that? Nice lead by Mr. McCutcheon. Outside again, and it's ball two, and it just looks like DeGrom is a little off sight tonight. You can just see it, that he's not feeling it, but when Jake doesn't have it, that's when I think Jake's at his best because he bulldogs to his starts like a Nolan Ryan, like a Tom Seaver. Fastball, a changeup, 93 miles an hour, hit the center field. Brandon Nimmo secures it into his glove, throws it to the cutoff man, Robbie Cano, and there's your first out of the inning. Alec Bohm is a really good hitter. Not a very good defender, but a really good hitter. But, of course, how can you judge defense in a 60-game season unless it's their first year? Rayo Muto is out for the whole series, hopefully a future Met. Steve Cohen will bring that money money to him. By the way, Steve Cohen wants him. That home run sealed could have sealed the Mets' season. Baum could be Rookie of the Year. I mean, they gave it to Alonzo, and I, I, I could see Baum getting it. Fastball, 99 miles an hour, upstairs, 1-0. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I think DeGrom should go nine tonight. He's not going to go nine, but he should. DeGrom gets the sign, gets set. Takes his time, the pitch. Swing and a nice slider downstairs, one and one. How about the Marlins, man? That, the Marlins have been a surprise. Speaking of the Marlins... DeGrom gets set, smiles, tips his cap. Here's the pitch. Swing and a fastball. He doesn't look like he has that control. The velocity is there. The control is not for Jake so far, and uh, that has to be a little worrisome, but, you know, Jake is the only guy in this rotation I trust. I don't trust Porcella. I mean, I don't understand why you start Porcella. I would have rather start Matt's. 
Have a bullpen game. You have the bullpen to do it. Purcell has been awful this year. Swing and a miss. His off-speed stuff's working, though. But again, we will see down the road. I'm happy Steve Cohen's taking over. It looks like DeGrom doesn't have it. Is Jeremy Hefner calling? No, Jeremy Hefner's not calling the pitches. I hope not. Surprised McCutcheon doesn't run on him. Fastball hit on the ground to third. Picked up by Frazier. He double clutches and almost loses the play at first. Again, an easy double play for Frazier that almost got away from him. You could see even Frazier's upset. And that is just a failure of a play. Another defensive mistake by the worst defensive team in baseball. And not only are the Mets the worst, the, the worst defensive team in baseball, they're the worst base running team too. Just doesn't look like DeGrom has it. Looks like he's grimacing. Well, hopefully I said that word right. And uh, here's Didi Gregorius who hit the two-run shot. A pull hitter. And he swings and he misses. And there's a little fastball control. And they're showing the home run off Porcella last night. Excuse me, it wasn't Bob, it was Porcella. And that is when, you know, if I'm, if I'm uh, Mr. Uh, Rojas, and I even told this to my dad, I told this to, to, my, to a lot of people because we had a lot of friends over last night. I said he should have taken him out after the fourth. He was gassed. And even Porcello said last night, I was gassed. They asked me to go one more. I couldn't. Here's the pitch. Swing into Grobs. Touching 100. Woo! That fastball had a little more control. And it just looks like Ramos didn't need. By the way, Wilson Ramos, they just let him steal the base. That, I cannot wait till Ramos is out of New York. Replace him. I don't even, you know, he gets the sign. He won't play tomorrow. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swung on and he popped him up. Who's going to get it? Cano calling. Smith moving out. He'll make the catch. And uh, that's your first run of the game. Inning, excuse me. First inning. One run, one hit, excuse me. No runs. A runner left at second. At the end of one, we have a 0-0 game. All right. Welcome, if you're just joining us, which I forgot this wasn't a live stream. Maybe we'll do live streams next year. Probably not. Who knows if this podcast is even going. Giants stunk on Monday night. Porcella was just awful. Uh, Barkley has has no run game because he has no offensive line. I'll answer that question. Giants will go six and ten if at best this year. I was hoping they go a little farther, but I I don't see it. But I I was a little more encouraged by Daniel Jones minus that stupid turnover. Who's excited for? November. Nobody. It's going to be crazy. I'll answer that question for everyone listening to the podcast. Make sure to get on and vote. <sighs> no score in the first inning. I'll answer some more of your questions. We're going to go to the third inning tonight. 
I've decided. Will Daniel Jones be the next Eli Manning? No. And I he could win some Super Bowls. I'm not saying no. I think Daniel Jones is a fine player, but there will never be another Eli Manning. No one will be as funny slash annoying slash annoying to the other fan base to the point where they want to punch their TVs out. And uh, I've heard that from uh, my draft expert once. Eli Manning's facial expressions make him want to punch his TV out sometimes when the rare times he'd beat the Eagles. Here's Robinson Cano, who's had a good bounce back year. The Mets, hypothetically, you know, who knows at this point? You know, I'm reading this question from at Steve Cohen, next owner. The Mets, hypothetically, could go on a run. Consider the facts that the Mets are frustrated, and and um, they could just go on a run, he says. I hope so. I don't see it, but I hope so. Here's the first pitch from Wheeler. Uh, fastball, that's not a strike, but they call it a strike. A lot of young umpires that don't really have a strike zone yet. <sighs> Cano just looks lost at the plate right now, going through his first and only slump of the season. I got cut off, and uh, the Mets won the game 5-4. to four. It was a big win for the Mets. If uh, you count big wins anymore at this point of the year, um, I don't know where the Mets are going to go from here. And it's shocking, and I'm sorry I got cut off, and it's terrible, and we will see. So let's just give you a quick recap. The Mets were down for nothing. DeGrom has a tight in, tightness in his hamstring. He's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, um, you know, I don't know really where to go. I'm, Mets bullpen did great. Diaz is still scary, but he got the save. Mets came back from four runs down. Jimenez is impressing. impressing. Ramos is not. Davis is shaken out of it. Pete looks like a mess, and uh, we'll see. And I think that's the best I can give you for a Met recap. I really, you know, the Philly bullpen is terrible. Excuse me, you got to take a sip of drink. Um... Watching the game, I uh, didn't think the Mets were going to win. I was talking to the draft expert, and he emailed me. He said, you do realize the Philly bullpen's going to blow it. And um, you know what? They did. (laughs) They stink, but the Mets are terrible base running-wise. I don't really know where to go from here. I don't really, you know, defensively, they're still meh. Uh, Ramos is a freaking joke and a mess. At this point, you should start Chirinos, and I did hear what Wilson Ramos had to say yesterday, and it just, it, it breaks your heart in a sense, it does, I'll give you that, it, because, you know, he's not with his family, and listen, I, I, you know, he's, he might not be playing well, but he's still a human being, so in a sense, I feel for him, but, you know, I, I, if you're asking me, should he start? Uh, the answer is no. So, you know, as I feel for him as an adult, well, as a person, I do feel like, you know, hey, this is just terrible. Like, how much more can you give? And, 
you know, I, I don't know really know what you're going to do with Mr. Ramos. I don't think he should start the rest of the year. I think he should be a backup. I like Torino's. But we'll see. Castro is still someone I don't trust. Even though he got out of that eighth inning, he walked a batter. He almost walked three batters, actually. Went three and two a lot. And I still don't trust him. I still don't. You can tell me all you want that he's he's good. I I still don't like the trade, and I still don't trust him. If he pitches some queen innings down the stretch and the Mets somehow make the playoffs, which I'm still putting in a 2% chance, I'll like him a little better, but yeah, just too wild for me. We have we already have we already have Diaz who was wild tonight, even though he struck out two out of three batters. We have Familia. I don't know why wasn't Familia using that eighth inning. I even though I thought that all all night long. Why wasn't Familia used? Because I trust Familia more than I trust Mister. What's his name? Miguel Castro. I trust him a lot more. I trust Familia a little more. Um. That's just me, though. It's a nitpick. The Mets still got out of the inning, so I cannot give too much complaining. But I do, again, see things that make me want to scratch my head. Conforto almost got thrown out in the eighth inning. He should have gotten thrown out. We were very fortunate there. Bad base running by Jimenez in the ninth. They could have led to an extra run. Good teams and playoff teams get, get don't make those mistakes every night. And you know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. If the Mets somehow make the playoffs, the only way they're going to be able to make it is by playing better defensively. And there's nothing else I can say about that. And really, I think that's where this podcast wraps up. If the Mets, and I sent this to the draft expert, and I'll say it to anyone, it is up to the coaching staff to work with them on that. I think they should do drills when they get home for their last homestand to work on that, because this is something that can affect you going into next season as well. So in a sense, again, this isn't nitpicking. When you're when you made the most out on the bases, this is a problem. So in a way, um, let me think here. In a way, I do understand what people are saying. I may not respect it. I mean, I may not like the Mets are bad defensively, that's not the manager's fault, but there are drills you can do to work on it. Maybe you play Marisnik over Nimmo when it gets to the sixth inning. And, um, you know, Nimmo's the worst center fielder in baseball, I read. And, and that, you know, that's a problem. That really is. And, you know, sorry for all the us, but, uh, you know, we we just can't run. We don't run the bases well. And that's just something that I've seen Legion teams run ba- run the bases better than the Mets. And these aren't, oh, they're just getting unlucky with the rundowns. When they get into rundowns, like Monday night, McNeil could have scored if Dom, well, what is it? McNeil was on second. If McNeil stays in the rundown, the run could have scored. It could have been a 4-2 game and it could have been completely different against that Philly bullpen because then the Mets maybe would have gotten confidence and even the manager said that. Even the Mets know how bad they are defensively, and they know how bad they are running the bases. Think of how many games this year the Mets have run themselves out of innings. They've also grounded into the most double plays in the league. So we hope for the best with DeGrom. We hope for the best that maybe the Mets can get on a run. They got to take tomorrow, and they got to take. They got to sweep Atlanta. They got to get on a five-game win streak here. They got to get on a six-game win streak. They gotta do something fast. Time is not on their side. You know that Rolling Stone song where it says "Time is on my side." Well, it's not on the Mets' side. The glass is almost full. It should have been full full tonight, 
but the Philly bullpen and defense, quite frankly, couldn't capitalize. And offense, Michael Walker pitched great. Um, we, but you know, he still hasn't. He's been a letdown this year. So is Porcella. Porcella gave up a crucial home run against Sir Didi, as they call him in Philly. In a sense, Porcella shouldn't have been out there for the fourth inning. I mean, for the fifth inning, he was gassed, and he said in his post-game press conference, "I'm gassed, and when I'm gassed, I should go tell the management." And you know what? I saw it from his velocity dipped a ton. It's a problem. But as I, uh, you know, in Metland, everything's a problem. You know, Steve Cohen's bought the team, and I'm happy about that. Um, he needs 23 votes. He'll probably get it. I'm very happy. Get out of town, Wopons. And that's it, guys. I'm going to go to bed because I have class in the morning. It's going to edit off at a weird time. That's because my microphone fell. So if it, when it cuts to the anchor sponsorship, I apologize. You got my post-game reaction. So hopefully I'll be doing more of these because the Mets will make the playoffs. If not, the next time you will hear me is for the MLB preseason, I mean postseason previews with Will and possibly Gabe. Um, and let's just say there will be a Mets season review. And if this is it, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. It hasn't been a good season if you're a Mets fan. Um, we've lost a lot of good players and we've lost a lot of close games. But uh, this is the end of the Wolpon era on the bright side. Thank you, everybody, and I'd like to thank Anchor, my sponsor.